Welcome to this week's episode of the House of Blurds podcast. We are your hosts. This is Nicole, and I am joined by Dexter. Yup, yup. And Armani. What's up, guys? How's it going? How's everybody been? How's the week been? Today's been a great day. It's been a great day. Come on, man. You know what today is. What's today? Oh, you know what? Today today is a great day. We have a brand new president. Yep. Inauguration day. It's inauguration day, yes. So, Joe Biden is now the president of the United States, and we have the first female VP, the first black woman VP, the first Indian woman, Indian person, period, VP, Mm -hmm. first VP of South Asian descent. Howard alumni. First VP to come from an HBCU, first, just a whole shit ton of firsts. Pearls and Chucks everywhere. She an AKA? Yeah, she is. She is an AKA. Yes, ma'am. So that's dope, man. It's dope to see the changing of the guard. It's very interesting what old Donald did before he left. Oh, yes, Donald. Presidents always pardon people before they leave. He pardoned Lil Wayne and Kodak Black. How do we feel about that? Kodak Black, first of all, should have stayed in jail. No reason to release him. He didn't need a pardon. He assaulted somebody. Okay, so what was he in jail for? Sexual assault. Oh. Like, he didn't need a pardon. Yikes. Yeah. Do we, what is the Kodak Black Donald Trump affiliation? Like, why is that even a thing? Was he somebody you came out and spoke out on his behalf like Lil Wayne did? I'm not really sure how this happens. I mean, because Lil Wayne literally pled guilty. Pardoned. I mean, he pardoned other people who were guilty, guilty, pardoned. I've I seen some of the other people he pardoned, like somebody who was involved in the College Gate stuff, like the actual head guy almost. He pardoned him. Um, he commuted some sentences, but he didn't pardon himself and his family. That was a possibility of something that he could have done, but... I heard he couldn't do that. No, he could. He could. He could have. Because of his impeachment, he could have pardoned himself um, for that. But they said that um, his people advised him not to do so, because then it would be almost like you're admitting that you actually did something wrong. So, so Go ahead and admit it. You know you did it. <laughs> Kodak Black and Lil Wayne have the same lawyer. Oh, Got it. There it is. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Who's their lawyer? Do we know? Do we care? Uh, his name is Bradford Cohen. He represents Little Wayne and Kodak Black. He said they have been tireless advocates on behalf of the African-American community, said by the lawyer. These pardons are a perfect example of this administration following up on its reforms and commitments. Mm-hmm. It's not like pardon maybe, say, sex workers who aren't guilty of the things. Maybe pardon, you know, some people who deserve to be pardoned. Like, yeah. Just pardon everyone who has these low-level marijuana charges in all these states that where it's now legal. How about that? I'm going to pardon some. Harry O's pardon. He is a man. A legend. Among thieves? A street legend. Yeah, oh. boy. Yeah, but Snoop lobbied for him on his behalf. Lastly, I know that Joe... Joe Exotic was trying to do it. Did he pardon Joe Exotic? Hell no. Oh, man. If anybody deserved a pardon, it's Joe. He didn't actually kill the bitch. Yeah, he didn't make the... Uh, <laughs> Joe Exotic did not make the cut. Oh, poor thing. So he will be serving his 22-year sentence. You bring up these things, and it's it's a good question to ask afterwards. A valid question. All right, so... That's what happened in the world, though. Yeah. Today. All in one day. That's it. It's been an eventful day. Yeah. We got to see the Obamas. Did anybody watch the inauguration? I've only watched pieces of it. Did you have pictures or anything? I saw the pictures of the gowns. Okay. I seen J-Lo. Michelle came out there 
slave, slave to the gods. Yeah. And her beauty. Yeah, she is. Uh, Michelle, Michelle's a gem. It's love, man. <laughs> Just hair perfect, outfit perfect, everything was perfect. They tight out here. Watching, so what have you guys been watching this week? I've been on Bloody Bitty Heavy. It's a Netflix series. It's circled around, what I like to say, the whores of Olympus. <laughs> it follows Zeus. Wait, wait, wait. And did Apollo. You, did you say whore? Like, whore. Zeus was a man whore. So, whore. or whore, like scary. No, whore. Like, he was a man whore. Oh, okay, got it. All right, all right, all right. Keep going. Now you've got me. It, yeah, it follows his son that he had through wedlock and Hera trying to kill her. It's pretty entertaining. That's what I've done. Okay, and it's an anime? It's not necessarily an anime because it's not from a Japanese or outfit Asian. It's it's kind of like a graphic novel. It's a graphic anime. Wouldn't call a graphic novel a comic. Okay. And that can be found on Netflix? Yeah. Beyond the Wire is on Netflix. Yeah. That was good. With Anthony Mackie. Okay. So basically, Anthony Mackie had to become a robot to do what Chris Hemsworth did in Extraction. Did anyone else draw Extraction parallels with that movie? Just me? Uh, I, I didn't even watch the end of it. Wait, no. Extraction was the one. What was his name? Who was the name? Chris Hemsworth. Who was getting oh, a little? Yeah, then I'm not. Oh. And okay. he was everybody an amazing car scene with the amazing camera work. Yeah, no, I could see that. Kind of, kind of. If uh, Chris Hemsworth would have picked up Franklin from Snowfall. Ah, got it. I now understand that reference because I've actually started watching Snowfall and paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. So that totally makes sense to me now. So did you? Did you guys like Beyond the Wire? Man, I, I think, did. Yeah, that was really good. That was really. It's interesting how you know certain movies get put on those platforms and they be good. Some of them be so trash, so you never know what you're getting. But he always puts in a good performance. Falcon. Yeah, is Anthony Mackie? I think is he underrated, or has he just not mm. thing a diverse thing? Because he's been in things, but do we put the MCU as one thing and then? all the rest of his stuff individually, so then maybe he doesn't have as big a catalog as we think, or do we... I think he has a solid catalog. I think that if you go down his discography and look at his films that he has done, I believe that he's done some quality things from just the things that I can think of that he's in. He's always a strong part in whatever he involves himself in. So, I mean, I can't... Yeah, Mackie, we killing it. But yeah, <laughs> what he does man he's every you know everything from he's got some great shit my first mackie experience i feel like was million dollar baby armani do you know what your first anthony mackie experience was yeah i do my first introduction to anthony mackie was when i found out that he was clarence he lived in his house with his real nice parents um (laughs) eight miles (laughs) (laughs) you're right Maybe it was eight miles. I'm trying to think. Did I did I see him on anything before that? Because I feel like the first time that I seen Anthony Mackie was on She Hate Me or the the film She Hate Me, the Spike Lee joint with Carrie Washington. However, I think Papa Doc was before that. He was in Hollywood Homicide. He was in Man- Manchurian Candidate, and then he was in She Hate Me. So yeah, he was Papa Doc first back in 2002. He was in the Manchurian Candidate. Yeah. I don't even think I watched that one with Denzel. He was in Sucker Free City. He was in Million Dollar Baby. Those are all in 2004. Yeah, He's He was in We and We Are Marshall, Hurt Locker, mm-hmm. Eagle Eye, Notorious, because he played Tupac. He was in Detroit, too. Yeah. yeah. He was uh, in Man on the Ledge. He was in Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. 
All right, so the Mackie has been been booked and busy. He's definitely booked and busy. And he was even on, you know, a lot of the Marvel movies he was in, because he was in Ant-Man. Yeah, he was in The Hate You Give. Booked and busy is the word. Not to mention that they pushed him on two Netflix series, because he was black. He was on Black Mirror in the first episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he was also in Altered Carmen, which is the other Netflix series in which he was, um, I'm not sure if he's in both seasons or even if there is two seasons. I think there is. But he was on The Banker. Like, he's out here giving everybody exclusives. He got Apple exclusive. He got a Netflix exclusive show. He got a Netflix exclusive movie. Mr. Exclusive. Yeah, giving him, you know. All right. Well, also on Netflix, I watched The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo this week on Netflix. That's me, right? Uh, yes, there, it is a trilogy. Not all of them are out yet, though. However, it is the remake. I watched the, the remake, not the original Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. So I watched the one that has Daniel Craig. So trigger warning for if you've never watched the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, there is rape and domestic violence, and it's pretty aggressive, but it was a good movie. I do want to see the sequel to it. Armand, have either one of you ever watched it, Armani? I haven't. What was, you know what the first one was? Or is this the first one? That's the first one. The first one was The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. The second okay. one is The Girl in the Spiderweb. Was The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, The Girl that Played with Fire, and The Girl that Kicked the Hornet's Nest. So this book series has been around for a little while. You know what's crazy? I, I actually, and I didn't. Interesting. Okay. Anything else on Netflix that's been a. Uh... I watched Raw and Delirious. Throwbacks. Yeah, that was dope, man. You know, I actually had those on while I was working. First thing in the morning, you know, something that I could just have on in the background. He's a funny guy, man. I actually watched it backwards, though. I watched Raw first, and then I realized that Delirious was on there, so I watched it. It's interesting how things change and how, like, how Raw he was able to be in the first one. And then kind of, like, it's a different type of edge with the 80s, you know. Anyway. Had to tone it down a little bit. Couldn't say any of that shit now. Nah. <laughs> Because none of that, nothing but toxicity. Toxicity, a lot of phobic things in there, like just the word usage okay. was nuts. Also on Netflix is the movie Snowpiercer. Armani, have you watched it before? No, I haven't. Is that the other Chris, Chris Evans? <laughs> the other Chris. Yes, that is the one with Evans in it. Um, it's a very good movie. It is quite entertaining. There is a series now based on this post uh, is it still post-apocalyptic? Well, I guess it is still post-apocalyptic, even though it's a weather-based phenomenon. It's pretty good. I, I'm gonna be real. like, I tried watching this movie before, and I couldn't watch it. Like, I just didn't like really get through it. But this time, like, actually sitting down and paying attention to it once it kicks in, you know. Okay, so can we talk about the fact that do move are movies taking longer to like kick up and become entertaining, or are we just impatient? No, I feel like they're just they're slow now. I. I- I think it is, I don't think you're crazy for noticing it. However, I think it's because you're getting a certain, you know, we're missing the Hollywood blockbusters. So essentially what you're getting is, I don't want to say B movies because some, you know, some of this stuff is good. However, you're getting things that, you know, it's always been a, a gamble when you're watching a movie on Netflix or you're watching a movie. So anything that comes out right now, you kind of got to look at it kind of sideways because there's a lot of stuff that's being held. And it's like, why is your stuff not being held? It's not like they're throwing out blockbuster movies for us. So I think at the end of the day, in terms of things not kicking up as fast is because 
they don't have the pressure of going in the movie theater right now or these movies may have not been you know intended to hit a movie theater i don't know i think that the medium is different i think it changes everything the streaming wars i think changes everything too because even with these movies that are coming out now i think what they're trying to do is make sure that people know that hbo is here because they're pushing shit okay i get good i I feel like a lot of these are made for theaters. And since we're not seeing them there, we're not getting that same ambiance feeling that we would in the movie. Like maybe this slow pace start wouldn't feel so slow if you're sitting, if if that makes sense. That could be valid. That could be a valid argument for that. I agree. Amazon, on Amazon Prime this week, we had One Night in Miami premiered. That was the movie that was written and directed by Regina King. Yeah. Yes, and it's about Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, Sam Cooke, and Malcolm X. We're all in Miami together, and the conversations that they had. Who watched it? I watched I did not catch it. You did not get to catch it. Dexter, what did you think of it? I thought it was good. I always like watching period pieces and of that nature, especially when it's done well, just to see how people are portrayed. So that's really what that movie was. It was a lot of just seeing people live this particular fictitious but real event day that Mm -hmm. they call it (laughs) i have become i really like the portrayals of malcolm x that we've seen over the last few years like from godfather of harlem there was something else and then this i think we've gotten some good portrayals of malcolm x over less fourth grandpa it's hilarious also on amazon prime stars robert de niro uma thurman christopher walken jane seymour's in it um, it's got a nice little cast of people, like older people that you'll recognize. And I've never seen Uma Thurman just play somebody's mom. I was intrigued by that alone. The life the bride deserves. Yes. And it's funny because like she gets fucked up the whole movie. It's a comedy. Uh- it's very fun. It's very funny. Robert De Niro. That's the only reason why I got a click. Because I seen his name on there. And I said, okay, well, he don't be in no bullshit. Robert De Niro is another one who does not make bad movies. He doesn't pick bad movies at all. He does. What did we watch on HBO this week? The Snowpiercer series. That's on HBO. There was something else that I was looking at that was Yeah, that's, that's interesting because that's a TBS show and it's on HBO Max. Also, I'm seeing that like the inauguration and CNN things are on HBO Max. So Ted Turner seems to have got his things on HBO Max. So speaking of HBO and what they've got going on. So HBO has... 17 new movies coming out and going straight to they'll be up they'll simultaneously be on hbo and release in the movie theaters let's talk about some of these 17 upcoming movies judas and the black messiah february 12th are we checking for it not checking for it dexter always checking for the homie yes so this movie is about the assassination of black panther chairman freddie hampton Oh, and now I do. <laughs> want to change your answer? I'm checking for the Black Panthers. <laughs> Dayo Kalua will play Fred Hampton. The homie. Yes, February 12th. Tom and Jerry, we checking for it or no, Armani? Not checking for it whatsoever. Dexter. I'm going to watch it. It looks entertaining. I just watched Woody Woodpecker on Netflix. Oh, no, I'm just not a fan of the guy. Like, super CGI like that in real life. Godzilla vs. Kong, March 26th. Who's checking for it? Dexter? I'm gonna watch it, however. Come on, dog. Armani. They're killing me. I am checking for it. I can't lie. I love that Godzilla movie. That, that last one was really good. I've never finished it. 
Oh my gosh. However, I've watched the the Kong joint. I feel times. I feel like we need to sit down and watch this movie and then we'll revisit on a later podcast your opinions on it cuz that I've never been a fan of the Godzilla King Kong mythos, but that last Godzilla movie was really good. They've I've, been running this shit in the ground since way before we were born. I've just always been a fan of of Butterfree, so uh, <laughs> Mothra Pokemon reference. Somebody out there I got it. Thanks, Alani. I'm, I'm, so I'm a huge fan of Ghidorah now. Which one? And just to, oh, Ghidorah is the one, the main bad guy, that three-headed. Okay. Yeah. The Monsterverse. It's called the Monsterverse, and the first installment was Godzilla, a reboot of the Godzilla franchise, which was followed by Skull Island. That Godzilla started, that was in four, uh, 2014. The one Millie Bobby Brown? Oh. No, I think the one from... This last one had Millie Bobby Brown in it. The one that we're talking about had Elizabeth Olsen in it, and I don't know who Aaron Taylor Johnson is. Oh, he's Quicksilver. Kick-ass. Okay. He was actually in Godzilla with Brian Cranston, but that was 2014. And then the next movie was... So the first movie was Godzilla 2014, a reboot of Godzilla franchise. And then it was followed by Kong Skull Island, which was in 2017. And then Godzilla King of Monsters 2019. And then this will be Godzilla versus Kong in 2021. All right. And that's March 26th. I recommend at least watching that last Godzilla. Now get you squared away and ready for this. Mortal Kombat, April 16th, 2021. Armani. Checking for it. Love Mortal Kombat. Dexter? Man, I like the terrible ones, so I'm a, I'm <laughs> definitely for it. I remember going to the movie theaters in Pensacola to watch the original Mortal Kombat movie. I think it can be well done. Like in the in reality, like it. <laughs> the only thing that's always been stupid is you know fatalities and stuff like which is the most important thing and there's like no fatalities in the movies really and you know what <clears throat> that's a very good point and i feel like where we're at in 2021 with technology this could be a damn good movie but essentially is it final or they just come to fuck back like like when you reset the game or you, <laughs> you like, I'm lose just saying, all your like, save I'm, data i'm just saying in the sense of <laughs> like is there no mortal kombat 2 like is luke Kang there was mortal to... kombat 2 hold oh. on what i'm saying is 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 Scorpion gonna kill Sonya? You know what I mean? In order for him to be in the next movie? And is Sonya not in the next movie? Or are we just fighting nobodies? They have enough nobodies that they've accumulated throughout the years that they could kill people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they could just make sure that Sub-Zero, Scorpion, all the main, like, nine or ten of them, you know, stay alive. And, you know, they could kill off... uh, Cyborg or whatever the hell. Jax. Yeah, like no. Oh, uh, the black man. He's like well, a man. Well, you said cyborg. Dude. I was black cyborg. No, but I'm talking about just. Oh, I didn't know it was like that. I'm just talking about like a, a obscure character. You know, like Katana's daughter or something. Gotcha. Yeah. So casting wise, there are they've confirmed Liu Kang, Raiden, Sonya, Jack, Sub Zero, Kano, and Scorpion. Of course. So you've got the main. Yeah, the main people are gonna be in it. Of course. Okay. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, June 4th, Armani. Uh, kind of checking for it. I'm going to watch it. Dexter? Same. I, I really don't know exactly how I'm feeling about The Conjuring. They, they took the best, one of the best franchises, I think, and they kind of been playing with it lately. So I hope it's good. You? So I am, because I like The Conjuring movies. 
The last one came out in 2016. Was that just The Conjuring 2? Yeah. Oh, it, okay. So like, not the full universe. But isn't all the Annabelle stuff, and isn't that the same universe? It is, but I'm, it doesn't have this cast, though. It doesn't have... Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson? Mm-hmm. They're not in the Annabelle movies, though, right? Um, I think... No, not original. I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I think they're in one... I don't know. He has the... The Annabelle doll was in his his little storage spot, mm-hmm. so I don't know. But yeah, I'm looking forward to Conjuring, always. One and, of the best scary movies ever. Mm, we're going to talk about scary movies. Uh, in the Heights, June 18th, Armani. Definitely checking. I was say, I know you are. Anthony Ramos out here looked and busy. Yes, he has been. We've watched several movies with him in it. And I appreciate the fact whenever I see him and Jasmine Cephas Jones together in things, because we just watched. So together, oh, yeah. it was Honest Thief. Honest Thief, yes. The Liam Neeson movie where he's trying to go straight. He's a bank, a reformed bank robber who falls in love. Besides, he wants to turn himself in because he found someone that he loves and he wants to be able to visit her and have a life for her and be honest with her. And the cops that he sends to his storage unit to get, like, the money to prove that he is who he says he is, they take the side they're going to keep the money and they want to get rid of him. And then it just turns and goes left. But anyway, so Anthony Ramos was in that as a cop and Jasmine Cephas Jones played his wife in that movie. So it's kind of where that was going. Back to In the Heights. He's essentially created value for me. So anything that he's in, I'm definitely willing to check out. Um, I love the soundtrack to In the Heights. Lin-Manuel Miranda is a genius, so definitely looking forward to that. Space Jam, A New Legacy, July 16th. Armani. I can't lie, I'm not really checking for it. Space Jam, the first one was cute. It was good. Didn't need to be a second one. Dexter? It's a special day. (laughs) So you're not going to spend it watching Space Jam? No. It's like, nah, nah, nah. I'm definitely going to watch Space Jam. Probably with my kids. Got it. LeBron James is going to be in it. Yeah, I'm excited. Like, I don't see why, I don't see them messing up that franchise, and I don't see LeBron touching something that's not going to be great. Yeah, man, you know, come on, man, King. Suicide Squad, August 6th, Armani. Checking for it. Is this a remake, though, or is this a continuation? Sequel. Sequel, definitely. Most well, definitely. I finally got around to watching Suicide Squad. You, wait, you just watched Suicide Squad for the first time? Yeah, I did. And what'd you think of it? Great. I'm surprised I didn't watch it earlier. I never finished it, I'll say that. I had started it, but I never actually. Got it. So, Dexter. Definitely. I like all of them, especially like the, I like maybe like the last, like, eight DC ones. So this one adds Idris Elba and John Cena to the cast. Part sequel and part just standalone movie, which I don't know what the hell that even means, but it's a sequel. So it's a sequel. Maybe it'll have its own sequel. Called the third one? (laughs) In the wrong movie. (laughs) I don't understand. All right. Something I have been waiting years for. The mini Gumby? Oh. Gum- Did you say Gumby? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pokey. Armani, is that what you just said? Yeah. I see what we're doing tonight. <laughs> the mini Saints of Nork, September 24th. Is anyone looking forward to this as much as I am? It is the prequel to The Sopranos. Follows Tony's dad when he was younger. It's going to have Leslie Odom Jr. in it. Um, Michael Gandolfini playing the younger version of his late father, James Gandolfini. So we get to see young Tony Soprano's life. When does that come out? It comes out September 24th. Sounds awesome. So I cannot wait. A lot of us were not very pleased with how Sopranos ended. I've never watched it. I'll watch it by the 
coming. Armani, do you have any desire to watch Sopranos? Actually, I did say that I was to get around sometime to watching the first three seasons of Fargo and the Sopranos. Got it. Okay. Um, Dune, October 1st. So this is one, this was a big blockbuster movie that was pushed back and postponed. It now has a home and a release date on HBO. Um, anyone looking forward to this? Dexter? I am. Shout out to Tom. Tom is definitely excited about this. Armani? You? No. Uh, I'll watch it, but I'm not exactly second. Yeah, same. I don't know much about the original Dune. Um, it looks visually stunning, like the stuff that I've seen of it, and because of the cast, Jason Momoa's and is in it, so definitely watch it. I think it'd be hard to fumble something with that cast in it. Um, King Richard, November 19th. Will Smith plays Venus and Serena's dad, and King Richard, or just like a biopic. What do you guys think? Definitely uh-huh. looking, definitely looking forward to that. Come on, man, I love Will. Armani. Check for it. Okay. Next movie needs no introduction or summarization. The Matrix Four. December 22nd. Oh, they hoping that them movie theaters is open for that, boy. I'll go to the movie theater for that. So, let's talk about that. I'll get the vaccine for that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about that for a minute. So, movie theaters have been open. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great. We are in a pandemic. I doubt that movie theaters are packed. I don't think they're probably not selling. I have not been into a movie theater post-pandemic. But I highly doubt that they're packing movie theaters. I mean, are, do you think it's really that bad to go to the movies? People are going to restaurants. People are flying on planes. Mm. I don't know. Is it like the grocery store is probably more packed than a movie theater? What pack got to do? Just close proximity, people coughing. Things like that is what I'm thinking in my head. Dirty is dirty. If they don't have every seat being used, I wonder what they are using to clean the theaters. Like, how are you sanitizing seats and things like that? It's probably... I'll back it up. So The Matrix 4, definitely a movie theater worthy movie. Like that's definitely one of the bigger ones on here that for sure deserves a movie theater audience. I didn't know they were making another one. Yes, because simultaneously he was shooting Cyberpunk, The Matrix, and the next John Wick movie. Because I believe John Wick and The Matrix were supposed to release the same weekend or the same week, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know what the status on John Wick. the stupid ideas was that? To have a Keanu Reeves week. Who the fuck knows? Just go against one another. Yeah. Reminisce. To be determined movie starring Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson, Tandy Newton, Daniel Wu. Are, what do you guys think about that cast? I like it. I'm checking for it. I don't know what it is. Yep. Same. <laughs> not much. I mean, it's to be determined. Not much has been released about it. But Hugh Jackman's been off the big screen and the little screen for a little while, hasn't he? The slogan. Yeah. When did Greatest Showman come? The Greatest Showman was 2017. Those Who Wish Me Dead, starring Angelina Jolie, Nicholas Holt, Tyler Perry, John Barenthal, and the Montana Wilderness, consumed by wildfire. Those Who Wish Me Dead 2021 has a good cast, it looks like, to it. It stars Angelina Jolie, Tyler, uh, Tyler, it just said, I just said Tyler Perry. <laughs> Tyler Perry and Angelina. Tyler Perry. <laughs> Yo, okay, so I was somewhere, and someone was shitting on Alec, Tyler Perry's Alex Cross. And I don't think I appreciate it. Where the fuck was he at? Oh, that was one of his better movies. I did too. I like that. I thought he did a good job in that movie. Taylor Sheridan is the deputy chief from Sons of Anarchy. I think that's from the first two seasons. Mm, got it. Okay. Okay. I know who he is. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. I, yeah. No, I'm not saying Tyler Perry in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Perry and John Barenthal. So I think that Tyler Perry might low key. Be a better actor than 
he has cast himself in. I think he needs someone else to write him parts. Because I liked him in Alex Cross. I liked him in the Why Did I Get Married movies. I think Tyler Perry, can, I, think he's, I think he's a good actor. I, he is better than what he has written and what we've seen in Medea. He did it himself. Yeah, I don't. Mm. You're not here for it? Nope. Okay. I like Tyler Perry. I'm just not, I'm not ready to <laughs> jump on that. I'm not ready to get on that hill. That's all. So we've got Malignant, a James Wan movie. He directed Saw, Insidious, the first two Conjurings. It's a scary movie. Is this scary? Checking for it. Looking for anything scary. Oh, so we don't okay, know Okay, so, about. no, hold on. So this is a James Wan movie. The guy who did Saw, Insidious, and the first two Conjuring movies. But this is a mystery film. And that's all we know. All right. So wrapping up the end of the year, there's Cry Macho, who, which is a Clint Eastwood movie. I like Clint Eastwood movies. Anyone else like Clint Eastwood movies? He's a racist. Here for it. Sorry. All right. <laughs> wrapping up the HBO movies is going to be The Little Things, which actually comes out January, so it's the next movie to come out. But I saved this for last for a reason, because it's a Denzel Washington movie. And this week's appreciation goes to Denzel Washington. First off, The Little Things is a crime thriller starring Denzel. Who else in this movie? Rami Malek is in the show. Jared Leto. And Jared Leto looks crazy in it. They're hunting down a, I believe, serial killer. I think it's it's like the, the serial killer from L.A. I don't know if it's like Son of Sam killings or what. Uh, so Richard Ramirez. Is that what it is based off of? Oh, I was just going because you said Los Angeles. Okay. Have you seen the previews for it, Armani? No, I have but I did watch the Night Stalker. Okay. If that is indeed going on. Dexter, your thoughts on what you've seen on it so far, the trailer. Did you see the trailer? I mean, it's part of it. Yeah, I think that is, again, this is part of why for the last few days I've been watching Denzel movies and having big appreciation for him because I don't really think that he has any movies that are not good and he hasn't let us down yet. Not too many, you know. So why wouldn't this be great? It's probably very safe to say, like you said, that Denzel doesn't have too many bad movies. If we were going to do a movie versus and just pick two actors, and it doesn't have to be Denzel, but who who's two people whose filmographies do you think can go head to head? Well, Will Smith versus Martin Lawrence. Will Smith versus Will Smith's filmography versus Martin Lawrence's filmography? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, Martin ain't got no good movies. That's like uh, there's not too many good Martin movies. That's All right, no, not... hold on. Let me. I don't mean to sound disrespectful. What I mean is he has a few classics like House Party and Thin Line, Life, of course. I mean, there's Blue Streak. There's Big Mama's House. I thought of those, but I didn't think they were worth mentioning. <laughs> Black Knight, Open Season. I don't. Maybe I don't think I realize how many family-friendly movies Martin Lawrence has done. I feel like he's that like that key black actor that's like your kids would know because they kind of use him as that like that safe role. Let's yeah, see. I agree. When did he become the safe guy? He was uh, never what you're talking about except for show. <laughs> he said open season. What you're talking about? He was never the racy Comedian. person that he was in his stand-up. Yeah, I'm seeing that now. In his movie, because using rebound. He said Big Mama's house. I don't definitely don't think I'm putting up against Will Smith though, but okay. Okay. I won't say Will Smith. Um, against Blockbuster Willie? Yeah, I mean. All right, we'll say Martin Lawrence versus uh, Marlon Wayans. Let's say that. 
That's closer. Yeah. Uh, I'm not mad at that. Okay. Dexter, what you got? I think that a Eddie Murphy and a Will Smith will be more closer in a yoke. You know what I mean? Like they're closer in comparison because yeah. I don't think that Martin, you know, I love Martin and Martin has done huge things. He's got probably the best show of all. However, he hasn't done as much, you know, box office wise as Will. Will is like, you know, Will is up there Makes with, sense. you know, but Eddie, though, Eddie has done a lot in his time period, you know, in the sense of your Beverly Hills cops. And I don't even know. I don't even like putting him against Will Smith. Like Will is, I don't know. Is Eddie Murphy done? Eddie Murphy done with what? Is he like done? Like, is he like not box office worthy any longer? Uh, no, he definitely is. So, what was the last movie? Dolomite is my name was the last thing he did. I mean, he just hosted NS, uh, SNL not too long ago. Uh, and I mean, it's America coming out. I get that. But, you know, if you take away that, you know, where does his legacy lie? You know, I mean, he's he's done great things. He's still great. Everybody knows he's still great. The last big thing he did, you know, besides that was Dreamgirls. Shrek. Let's not discount Donkey. <laughs> and then any professor that that's gone down. And Doctor Doolittle. That I here. That was more or less talking about was I'm talking about people who have unequivocal careers to the point where they're if you picked because you know, even with both of those guys, with Will Smith, with Martin Lawrence, they have a plethora of movies that we would do without. I'm talking about somebody like Denzel Washington, where nothing he puts out is not of quality. I'm talking about, like I said, Tom Hank. That's Everything kind of hard, though. Pick out, like, That's, wait, hold on. Okay. That's kind of hard, because if you look at it, because like your name, Tom Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio. So a lot of times we're not faced with like black actors have to give away those throwaway roles that it's like you're family friendly trying to like that kind of thing rather than it's like you get those big blockbusters that leo and tom hanks would get right off the bat because you're not getting a black christopher robin a black christopher robin yeah eddie murphy could have done that but he didn't (laughs) (laughs) they gave it to jude law but that's what I'm saying. It's like you kind of you. It's kind of harder to put them up against each other because it's like if Eddie Murphy was white, would he have gotten those same roles? That it's like the like you know what I'm saying. Certain I roles you're, you're not you're not casting a black Christopher Robin right off the bat. So of course that went to a blonde Even but even like even with that said, it's not saying that you can't start off because even those guys. They all started off with movies where they had to prove themselves. Like, Leonardo DiCaprio didn't start out making blockbuster movies. He started out... What's Eating Gilbert Grape? You know what I'm saying? Even like... Okay, but if you look at what's Eating Gilbert Grape and, like, what is it? The the basketball movie they was in where he played, like, he was doing drugs. Yeah. Those are roles that people take, like... Those are ones that still today people are like, oh, okay, let me quote something from that. Let me grab something from that. In a way, it's like, so who are you not that it's mediocre. Huh? I don't believe that they were, I believe in hindsight, a lot of those were classic. I don't know if he picked that role and was like, you know, this role is going to be this defining moment of, same with like Will Smith yeah. when he did, <laughs> um, 
what's the Martin did six degrees of separation, right? No, that was uh, that was that was Will. Will. Mm-hmm. Six degrees of separation. Martin's on house party. Even Tom Hanks. Big was a good movie, but I don't know if he thought that he was gonna be a big star when he was in Big. What else did he mean? I feel like you're right though. I feel like he's never not been big. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying, yeah. but and it's like we're pulling we're pulling like the Will Smiths, but like Will Smith had Fresh Prince to come off of. Martin had Martin to come off of. I'm also seeing that it's like. You had people that had already created a foundation for themselves outside of that blockbuster hit that they needed. Yeah. Like, well, if I was going to put someone head to head as far as actors go in movies, filmographies, um, I think Denzel and, well, you know, you guys brought up Tom Hanks and I wasn't thinking Tom Hanks, but now I'm thinking Tom Hanks. Um, but probably Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. I don't think De Niro has too many bad movies Mm-mm. as well. So that's probably a pretty good pick five out of there that could go head to head for those two would be good mm-hmm. so yeah new denzel movie coming in january is what's first up wrapping up this here podcast sleepers armani what's your sleeper this week my sleeper this week is the caretaker it's on netflix and it stars the main character who is also on lupin his name is omar Sy. And there was a 2012 remake with Kevin Hart that was made. It's called The Upside. It starred Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kevin Hart was in a wheelchair in that movie, right? Uh, Brian Cranston was in the wheelchair. Okay. But it's kind of like you have this relationship between a, a person that's trying to kind of get right in life that doesn't necessarily want to. And they're taking care of a paraplegic. Okay. The what caretaker... The Caretaker. Okay. It's on Netflix. It is a foreign film, so it is in French. But I watched that this past weekend. Is it dubbed or is it subtitled? Subtitled. Okay. My sleeper this week is going to be a throwback. It's going to be Equilibrium. The movie starring Christian Bale, Tay Diggs, Sean Bean. It is a early 90s sci-fi. We get introduced to Gunkata. So it's amazing. It came post The Matrix, but... I tell you, they did some things in that movie that it was like the Matrix walked so Equilibrium could run. <laughs> what? Great movie. If you like action, there's some really great like shootout scenes in that. So I highly recommend Equilibrium if you've never watched it. Dexter, what's your sleeper? My sleeper is District 9. District 9 is uh, from the makers of 28 Days Later, I believe. Uh, it's about a postmodern world where a alien life form hovers over our world (laughs) and they just sit there they basically break down on earth and we have to find a place for them to live and shit gets real eventually you know it starts to look very concentrate concentration camp like and it becomes very doggy dog. It's a very interesting movie about classism and how quickly you can turn from the person who is the hunter into the hunted because the guy who basically runs the whole shebang turns into public enemy number one. Mm. It's really good. It was a good movie. We will be having a special podcast that will drop on Tuesday. And on that episode, we are going to take a little deeper dive 
and spend some time talking about the new movie American Skin. It is from Nate Parker. I think it's Nate Parker, right? Mm-hmm. From Nate Parker, wrote and directed this film. It is an amazing film worth talking about, spending time on. I highly recommend people watch it. So we're going to give you a little bit of time before we spoil it. So be on the lookout for that. Come join us and chit chat about American Skin. I think that's a podcast. That's a podcast. All right. So make sure to like, rate, subscribe. Follow this here podcast on Instagram, on Twitter. We are now on YouTube. You can listen to the podcast on YouTube. Yay. House of Blurds and all those places. So until next time, take care of yourselves and be good to each other.